You are listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 145. Well, here we are, friends, at the part of this season where I must say to be continued. This week is the last Bible study session I will be sharing until next season, season 10, the final one of the Hello Awesome Podcast. This lesson will not feel like a cliffhanger, so do not worry. I won't do that to you. We are going to be talking about Adam's desire for a helpmeet and the purpose of marriage the way God intended it to be. I hope you have enjoyed these lessons. I'm encouraged by you as I continue them. So please be sure to follow Hello Awesome YouTube and join us on Facebook under POL Study Group for more info and the notes to download. All right, friends, enjoy this last Bible study for season nine. I love sharing it with you, and I hope it will bless you. Here is episode number 145 that I am calling Purpose of Life, Part 5. Hey, guys, I'm JC. Are you ready for real conversations about faith, business, and life? Me too. This is the Hello Awesome podcast where I bring forth topics and truthful insights that will encourage you to make intentional choices and pursue God with your whole heart. Are you ready to say hello to the awesome blessings that God has for you? All right, let's do this. Hey, before we get into this episode, let me just share with you a couple of things some of my friends are doing. Over at Oneness Essentials, you can get handcrafted soap and beauty products that will make your skin fall in love with you again. Go to onenesssoapbiz.com and use our special code HELLO8 for 15% off your next order. Also, Jessica's Most Modest has some amazing clothing that you need in your wardrobe next season. Go to jessmodest.com and use our code HELLOAWESOME for 15% off today. Years ago, when Summer Neal was asked to take over her church's social media, she didn't know where to start. She didn't know how to create content. She was not a professional photographer or videographer, and she didn't know a thing about how to connect people with online. Well, Summer does now, and she's eager to share that knowledge with you. The Social Pentecostal is a social media consulting company that seeks to empower the church to utilize social media effectively to reach the lost and to make heaven bigger by teaching social media's best practices to church leaders and creatives. The Social Media Pentecostal offers monthly online training through the Social Pentecostal community. Follow her on social media at the Social Pentecostal to learn tips and tricks for your church's social media management and content creation. God does not need professionals. He simply needs a willing vessel. Let the Social Pentecostal help you bring glory to God on social media and together, you can reach the lost and make heaven bigger. For more information, visit thesocialpentecostal.com. For the month of April, I am so excited to share a brand new sponsor of the Hello Awesome podcast, Pentecostal Publishing House. PPH is an incredible resource where you can find Bibles, books, ebooks, and so much more to help enrich your faith walk with God. They've been a big supporter of my own books as well, distributing them across the nation to different conferences and events like NAYC and the UPCI General Conference. This month only, use my discount code AWESOME to get 10% off your online order. 
This is the perfect opportunity if you have been wanting to buy one of my books or to stock up on my books for your personal library or small group. To be honest, you don't even have to buy any of my books. Whatever you order on PentecostalPublishing.com, all you have to do is just use my code to get that special discount. I also have a link in the show notes if you would like that as well. Again, for the month of April, use my code AWESOME for 10% off your next PPH order. All right, so I'm excited. We are going to jump into part five of the Purpose of Life Bible study. This is a Bible study that God placed on my heart, and I'm sharing it with all of you. Um, We all have these big questions of life. What's the purpose of life? Why are we here? Is God even real? And so we answered a lot of those questions um, in the first four, I guess, sessions or, or studies, but uh, lessons. Um, but we can always revisit those because they're always big questions, right? So uh, we, it's one of those things that I don't, I don't think you can ever exhaust uh, these questions um, because the Word of God has so much for us to to learn. Um, and so I'm excited. Okay. So we're going to get into, uh, the notes here. If you would like the notes to this, uh, Bible study, um, all you have to do is just, uh, send me a DM. If you're on, uh, Instagram, I will send you the link. Uh, you can also go to Facebook and join the Purpose of Life Bible study group. It's going to be P-O-L Bible study group. And, um, I have all the files uploaded there. If you don't want the notes, that's fine. You can take your own notes. But here we go. We are talking about the purpose of life. So in order to break down the purpose of life, I want to always remind us um, about God's purpose and our purpose, because those are the two things that I think trip us up the most, especially when we're talking about the purpose of life, right? And um, if we're asking all these big questions about life, we should try to understand as best as we can about God's purpose and our own purpose. So I have said this before, and I'm going to say it again. Uh, God's purpose is to be known. He wants that relationship with us. He wants, um, he wants us to know him. Okay. And the evidence of that is a scripture, um, Isaiah 43, 10 and 11. And I'm just going to read it here. Um, if you want to turn in your Bibles, you certainly can. Um, but uh, I have found sometimes it's nice to jot it down and then revisit it, revisit it later. So um, Isaiah 43, 10 and 11 says, Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I am the Lord, and beside me, there is no Savior. Okay, so what he says there is that um, that we are chosen, right? Uh, why are we chosen? That ye may know and believe me. That's God's purpose. He wants us not only to know him, but believe him. Because once we know who God is, we can believe him, right? Because it is possible to believe a lie, unfortunately. But if we truly have the knowledge of who God is, we can spot the counterfeit, 
Amen. We can spot the lie of the enemy who's going to try and tell us who God is. And this world already is going to try and tell us who we are. And this is why the next part uh, is so important. We have to figure out our purpose. We have to know our purpose. And what's our purpose? Well, if God's purpose is to be known, have a relationship with us, our purpose is to know him, to have a relationship with God. And we can find that in Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. Right? So God's purpose is to be known. He wants that relationship, that one-on-one relationship with us. Our purpose is to know him, to have a relationship with our father, with our creator. And we talked about that in one of the lessons, how he is the potter. He is the creator. and we are the work of his hands. And if we are the work of his hands, we can trust him with everything. And in order to trust God, we have to know him because the more that we know him, the more we can trust him. Amen. So let's go into our uh, scripture that we have been diving into. That's Genesis 2. And I have read um, most of this um, in previous lessons. So you can revisit that. Um, If you haven't already, it's on YouTube. Just uh, research, um, just search in the search box, Hello Awesome YouTube, um, and you'll find it. Um, if you are on Instagram, all you have to do is go to the link in my bio and click on YouTube and you'll um, you'll get sent there. Uh, make sure you also subscribe so you don't miss out on any of these lessons and any new podcast episodes, which will just uh, go straight there. So anyways, let's go to Genesis 2.15. We're going to talk about we're talking about purpose, right? So let's talk about this. The purpose of God putting man in the Garden of Eden. So we talked about how God created man uh, in one of the previous lessons, um, how he formed man, how he breathed the breath of life into man, um, which is a little bit different um, than the Holy Ghost, but that's not something we're going to touch on just yet. But it's the breath of life. And so right here in Genesis 2.15, we're given a really, uh, actually a good insight on the purpose of a God placing man in the garden. And it says this, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Now, God created man and he placed them in the garden. Why? Well, to dress it and keep it. That basically means to maintain and take care of the land, to preserve and to watch over it. So the next question would be, why? (laughs) Why does God want man to take care and maintain the land when God can do it himself, right? We've talked about previously how God is our provider and how he does not need Um, anything from us, but he wants that. He wants the relationship with us. And God doesn't need us to protect what he has created. Okay, God doesn't need us as creation to protect other creations usually because he's all powerful. But God wants us to protect what he has created, right? And the reason for that is so that we can be good stewards of um of what he has provided. We can be good stewards in life. 
we can uh, be appreciative because remember we have free will and free will makes it possible for us to be very selfish. And we've talked about this in previous lessons, uh, but this is the whole you know, purpose of the Garden of Eden was to have that relationship with God, to listen to instruction. You know, Adam, the first man, he was supposed to have that relationship, that one-on-one bonding with God. And he was supposed to be submitting himself to the will of God and honoring what God has created and taking care of the land, dressing it and keeping it, following the instruction of the Lord and and being aligned with with God's will, opposite of what his flesh probably wants to do. Does that make sense? And so free will does make it possible for us to be selfish, unfortunately. But obeying God leads us to unselfishness. And this is really the root of being a follower of God. Our focus is no longer on what we want, uh, but we are being an active participant in what God has created, what God is doing. And he established this in the Garden of Eden when he actually gave Adam a job. And it would have been really, really easy and probably, you know, tempting in a way for God to just bless Adam and keep blessing him, which he did, but uh, not having him, you know, contribute at all and just be engorging on the fruits uh, around him. And I'm sure that happened as well. Uh, I'm sure Adam never lacked in anything. Of course, he was in the Garden of Eden. He was in paradise, but God gave him a job to do to teach him to take care of what God has blessed him with, to take care of the land, to protect what God has had created, not because God couldn't do the protecting, was he was giving Adam a chance to deny himself, to deny that free will, to deny that flesh, and to obey the will of the Lord, to obey instruction, even in the middle of paradise. Let's continue on. To Genesis 2, 18 through 20. And this, this is when it gets a little dicey for Adam because he is realizing that he's technically alone. He's the only human in the garden. And so let's read it. <clears throat> Genesis 2, 18 through 20. And the Lord God said, it is not good that the that man should be alone. I will make him and help me for him. Okay, so God had already established that he was going to make male and female. Okay, that in Genesis 1, he has established that that was what he was going to do. It was always in God's plan to do this. And so he says that it's not good for man to be alone. He's going to make him a help me. And then the next verse, it says... And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Okay, here's another job. Here's another job that he gave Adam. Very, very important. Okay, all the animals were created and he brought them to Adam to to label their identity, basically. And, and, and basically gave him the job of naming all the animals and that would be their identity. Verse 20, it says, and Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found and help me for him. Okay. So as Adam is naming all these different animals, he's seeing that 
they're not like him. He's seeing like they're different. They don't look like him. Um, he's obviously not supposed to have any relations <laughs> romantically with these beasts and the fowls of the air. He's not supposed to do anything but name them. And he's, he's, as he's, he's giving them their names, he's realizing that he's missing something. He's probably seeing that each one probably has a pairing, right? They, they probably all have help meets. I'm sure if, if, if we think about how God has made male and female, He's seeing that God probably has made male and female for every single animal, but, but him, but human, right? And so Adam is saying, wait a second, there's male and female here and there, whatever, but what about for me? Um, and I'm sure this can go into a rant or, uh, <laughs> or a little sidebar for those of you who are seeking after help me, those of you who have been waiting and searching for someone. But if you have the desires in your heart, to find a helpmeet. Keep doing the work that God has asked you to do. Amen. God continue, continue to give Adam a job. And he continued to give Adam the opportunity to submit his free will to God's will by naming the animals. First, he took care of the land, intended it to keep it. And now he wanted him to name the animals. That's a big deal. And so he entrusted Adam with this job to continually strengthen him as a man. Also, to strengthen his relationship with man. That if you would just trust me, Adam, if you would just trust me and do the job that I have called you to do, I will take care of the desire in your heart for a help me. How beautiful is that? Now, it might take time. And sometimes it might not, if it takes a lot longer than it should, don't beat yourself up and think it's because you're not doing what God has asked you to do. Maybe you have been working and toiling the ground and and, and doing the jobs that God has called you to do and you had, have this desire in your heart for a help me and you still haven't seen that promise come to pass or seen that prayer come to pass. Try not to fall into shame and guilt, thinking it's because of something you lack. It just might be timing. It just might be that the person God has set aside for you has some pruning to do on their end too, right? So try not to be, uh, to take it too personal and take it to heart and trust in the Lord. And so I hope that tonight, if you listen to anything that uh, I say during this lesson is to trust in the Lord that when he gives you a job to do, that that job is not just because God's going to answer your prayer. That job is to strengthen your trust in the Lord, to strengthen your relationship with God, because even when that help meet comes or whenever that time comes, the relationship with God should always come first. Right? Amen. So that relationship that, that God and Adam are having, okay, okay, Adam, I'm giving you this job. I'm, I'm entrusting this job to you so that you will obey me. You will leave behind your free will and follow my will so that that relationship, that one-on-one relationship with me and you can be established first before I give you the desires of your heart. God knows what we have inside of our hearts and he is going to bless us as long as we continue 
following after him. Because the only relationship that matters right now is the relationship with you and God. And so even in some circumstances where uh, people have gotten, you know, like married or in a relationship and then they found God later on, there has to be a shift in those roles. Okay, there has to be a shift. I felt that before as I was coming into church, shifting a boyfriend out of the role of God. You cannot have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a fiance or a husband or wife in the role of savior. Remember what God's main purpose is, is to be known. He wants us to know who he is because that's going to establish the trust that we are going to need so that when we are in trials and and we are facing temptation, we can say, wait, remember what God told me. Let me remember what God told me about who he is. Because I can, I can stand on that. There are not, there are not a lot of things in this world that we can stand firm on, but who God is, we can stand firm on. Amen. So, so if you're worried about the purpose of life and you're not sure what the purpose of life is, always go back to the two things. Who is God? What's God's main purpose to be known? What's your main purpose to know God? And in those two things, you are going to find hope. You're going to find excitement. You're going to find the truth. And that will help you uh, do what God has called you to do and keep your head uh, straight and help help you to submit your free will to God's will. Amen. Now we see that although God gave Adam this important job to do and he wasn't satisfied with it, you know, uh, uh, he he was just still very unfulfilled. Um that in that discouragement, that little bit of discouragement that we see, God did not have pleasure in Adam's discouragement. So I'm going to say that again. God did not have pleasure in Adam's discouragement. If you are discouraged, it's God is not up there in heaven saying, finally, now I can work because I've, I've, I've beaten down your confidence. I don't know why we think God works that way, but he doesn't work that way. He doesn't work like uh, men and women do on this earth where we beat people into submission. No, God is so, so, so much more loving than that. He's so much more concerned with our hearts, with our inward being, with our souls, right? Because he's the one that breathed the breath of life into that soul. So he has made an investment in you. If you are a living soul, God has invested in you by breathing his breath of life into you. And where God makes his investment, God is working and he will not leave you as long as you're willing to make an investment in him, in that relationship with him. And so giving these jobs to Adam is saying, okay, Adam, I've invested in you. I breathe the breath of life into you. I've placed you into this garden where I have provided everything for you. I am investing in you. And now here are the jobs that I'm giving you to do so that you can invest back to me, not because I lack anything. Remember, God does not lack anything, but it's to strengthen that relationship, that one-on-one relationship, because God's main purpose is to be known, if that makes sense to everybody. Uh, Amen. So I love the F.B. Meyer biblical commentary um, on my Bible app, eSword. Uh, they have this commentary. And so I copied and pasted um, a paragraph from it, um, from 
uh, this commentary. And I want to, I want to read this quote. I thought it was beautiful as I was studying um, for this lesson. So it says this, this is actually a commentary on this uh, particular uh, portion of scripture in Genesis uh, 2, um, uh, 18 through 20. And it says this, human love is God's best gift to man. Without it, even Eden would not be paradise. That Adam was able to name the animals, affixing a title suggested by some peculiarity or characteristic, indicated his royal supremacy. And in so far as we live in God, that supremacy is restored. But what is power without love? Eve was therefore given to crown his bliss, taken from his side, as afterward the church from the open side of Christ Still, God brings Eve to Adam and such a marriage is truly blessed. How beautiful is that? I love that. What is power without love? We say God is all powerful. and We're like, yes, we feel victory in that. But what is that power without love? God's power uh, is made possible because God's love is greater than his power. It's who he is. It's the reason why he's powerful is because he is the only one who can define what love even is on this earth, right? Uh, in the, in the universe. Well, Adam is looking around and he doesn't see a help meet in, 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 on earth, you know, um, in his scope of reference. And so if we go on to Genesis 2, 21 through 25, we're going to finish reading through this chapter and then go over some of my notes that I have. Um, and, and we'll get into this. Okay, so Genesis 2, 21 through 25 says this. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib, which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman and brought her unto man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Oh, woman was not formed from the earth like man, not because she wasn't worthy of that same experience, so there are so many people out there who think that God is this bigot who hates on women and who just wants men to be the king of their homes and that we need to just be suppressed and depressed and uh, submit ourselves to a man. But that is not what submission means at all. And we see this beautiful, uh, 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 these beautiful um, uh, uh, imagery as far as like how God created woman out of a man just just out of his side to be side by side with him in this in this life to be his helpmeet his helper his teammate and he he could have made woman out of the dust the same way he made man but he made it personal he took a piece of the man and made it personal and made a woman that is beautiful that is not bigotry that is poetry Okay. And so God didn't, didn't 
uh, form her out of the earth uh, because she wasn't worthy to have the same experience as a man. But God had a purpose for their relationship. He's thinking in the future. He's thinking deeper. He's, he has an eternal uh, uh, thinking um, that they should become one, right? So a woman was taken out of man so that she would always be part of him. In marriage, when they say to become one, that's really what what it's about. It's so that we are a part of each other. We're supposed to be part of each other. And so um, that's why when our spouse hurts, we hurt. That's why when they're not doing well, we don't do well. Because we feel that in the deepest parts of ourselves. That's why it's important to pray for our spouses. And it's important to pray for your future spouse because we need to get in that habit. Because when our spouse is struggling or when we are struggling, we need the other half to lift us up. And there's a beautiful illustration of how the beginning of marriage should be. He took woman out of his side, out of man's side, so that she would always be part of him. This was before they sinned against God in the garden. And unfortunately, we are going to get into that story because that's what comes next. So in part six, we go into this um, hopefully next week. Uh, we will look at that part, the beginning of that. Um, they started truly um, falling away from the will of God. But before they sinned against God, you see this in verse 25, that they were both naked, but they were not ashamed. The nakedness and the shame that we see out in the world comes from sin. It doesn't come from God. Our original makeup What's to be vulnerable and loving and whole with us, with the opposite sex that we were meant to spend the rest of our life with. And we have had, we have a world that has perverted that because the enemy has perverted that. And we will see inside the garden how the serpent has been subtly lurking and watching their beautiful relationship because he is in the garden watching and he knows the weaknesses in this marriage. And so he attacks the woman first. Um, so we'll talk about that next time. But there is this innocence that the Lord wanted to preserve for man, for, for woman. Um, and, and nakedness was never to be shameful. Sin did that. Okay. And it's also important to note that the makeup of a man and a woman is God ordained. And the way that the world is trying to lay out identity nowadays is not uh, conducive to the word of God. It's not conducive to God's creation because it's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to be God ordained. It's not going to be united the same way a love um, that's been blessed by God would. And so what, what is sin? Okay, sin is anything that separates us from God. So I wanted to define that uh, because it's easy to kind of gloss over that. But it creates a barrier between his will and our will. See, Adam and Eve were meant to be partners, taking care of the land and the animals in the Garden of Eden, right? God had given Adam these jobs and he said, here's your help me. Now you guys can do these jobs together, right? Take care of the garden together, Um they were going they were in paradise experiencing the fullness of love within marriage they knew each other they loved each other and they were with god and it was in this unified bubble and god wants that to be for every single marriage is this unified bubble 
where he is leading us in a beautiful, blissful um, paradise um, with our spouse. If we feel, obviously, that he has called us into uh, marriage. Um, and there are scriptures that talk about if if and having a spouse or having a significant other is going to um, take you away from the Lord, then it's best to be single um, because the number one purpose for God is to be known. The, the other purpose is for us to know God. And if that's going to be um, harmed in any way or, or threatened in any way, um, then we have to trust that God knows what's best for our hearts. But they were experiencing Adam and Eve in this particular story, in this in this circumstance, in the Garden of Eden. At this point in time, they were naked. They were not ashamed. They were in the fullness of God's love and the fullness of their own walk with God and their own um, covenant together under God, protected under this umbrella of beautiful love where all of their needs were met and there was only good things. I'm not going to go into this too much because I don't think it's my place to speak on divorce. But in uh, Matthew 19, it comes up. The subject comes up. And so Jesus addresses this. And I just want to leave uh, with this point. Um, just what Jesus says, not on the topic of divorce. I'm just telling you the concept. I can't speak into that. Every single person who has gone through that. Uh, there's a different story for everything. I'm not a judge. So I just want to put that out there. But um, it says, and he answered and said unto them, have ye not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female and said for this cause shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and they twain shall be one flesh. Wherefore they shall no more be twain, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. It's saying that when God is involved, when God is the main focus, okay, no man can destroy it. And that also includes, that means man or woman. In this context, it means man, mankind. And so I just want to encourage us that um, if we are having a difficult time in our relationships, we're having a difficult time in our marriage, or if we're even uh, not there yet, if we have a past that um, we're confused about uh, our future um, or we are um, still just so, so um, uh, just still waiting for for the right person. God has someone for you. The way that he gave Adam a job, he's giving us a job. Always go to the first purpose and that the, the main purposes that we talked about. God wants to be known and we should know God. So focus on that. Focus on that. That should be enough because that's a lot there already. And so try not to put so much pressure on yourself to be everything that you need to be because uh, we all are going to fall short. There's a scripture that says we all fall, fall short of the glory of God. But just try and follow the Lord's will. Submit your will to the Lord the way Adam submitted his will to the Lord. And do the job that he's called you to do. Tend the fields. Okay. Name the animals, whatever God has, has literally placed on your path to do. Serve the church, right? Teach the youth group. Okay. Teach the Sunday school. Go witness to your coworkers, whatever God has told you to do. All right. 
do it with your whole heart, trusting that God sees what you, what you desire and know that there is a special, beautiful promise that awaits those who obey and who trust in the Lord. And the way that we always like to pick on Adam, but Adam was faithful. Okay. Now I know we will, we will see that, you know, he did, um, kind of, uh, didn't do any favors, uh, to Eve, um, in the next chapter, when we go to chapter three, um, next week, but Adam was still faithful. Okay. That was beautiful that, that we, that we saw in, in the, in the story. And it's something that I don't usually think about Adam's faithfulness. He said, okay, God, I don't see my help me, but I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep doing what you're doing. God, I trust you because I know you. If we can know God, we can trust him more. So if you're finding yourself lacking in trust, then go to the first thing. The purpose of God is to be known. Continually go to that. Know more about him. You can never outknow God. He's going to always give you a new revelation of who he is. He's going to always give you a different layer as long as you're willing to submit your free will to his will. As long as you're willing to show up, be faithful. He will honor that faithfulness. This is going to be saved and put on YouTube. Um, I cannot wait. So if you enjoyed this study, uh, go there and comment or send me a DM. Lord Jesus, first, I want to thank you for the revelation that you have given me personally tonight. I have seen the scripture in a new way that I have never seen before. And I'm so encouraged and grateful for the truth that you have given us, God, that if you have, uh, if, if you have, um, if you have that established relationship with us, because we have established that relationship with you, that we can trust you, that we can know you for who you are. So thank you, God. Thank you for the opportunity for us to get to know our creator, that we can get to know the hands, the potter behind the hands that formed us. Thank you, God, that we get to know you personally as creation, that you want that one in one relationship with us. God, I pray over every person here tonight who's listening to this, Lord God, that there is something that they have been waiting for in their life. There is a promise that they are holding on to that you have given them so, so long ago. And God, I pray, Lord Jesus, against the spirit of discouragement, Lord God, that that spirit will be released off of them in Jesus' name, that the spirit of discouragement will just break off of the shoulders of your people tonight, of your children, hallelujah, and that we will learn to obey and to trust in you. That as long as we submit our will to your will, the way Adam was faithful in his job, the, the, the different things that you have assigned him to do, help us, Lord God, to receive instruction from you while we wait. Help us, Lord God, to humble ourselves the way Adam humbled himself, to be faithful in the calling that you've given us so that we can trust in our future. You have our future in your hands, God. There is no better place for our future to be than in your hands. So help us, Lord God, to not be hasty. Help us to be patient. Help us to love all of those who are unlovable as we are going through through this life, as we move through ministry and life, Lord God. Enlighten us, Lord Jesus, with the revelation of your word. And I pray special supernatural strength over every ear that hears, Lord God, tonight. And we so, so, so want to thank you for your beautiful love. 
for the marriage that you have established between a man and a woman, how no body can destroy what you have blessed. We thank you. We honor you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. If this episode blessed you, please take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging at Hello Awesome Live. I would really love that. Also search my name, J.C. Pulford, J-A-C-Y-P-U-L-F-O-R-D on Amazon to buy my devotionals and coloring books. You can also donate to the Ministry of Hello Awesome through my link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Hello Awesome Live. This will help fund future projects that will benefit the kingdom of God. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.